1: twenty dollars a month that's less than half the price of verizon at&t or t-mobile go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today that's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50 percent off your first month switch to pure talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck Sexton show podcast Welcome in Thursday edition Clay Travis Buck Sexton show hope all of you are having fabulous Thursday so far we're going to try to make that a little bit better in the time that you will spend with us Marsha Blackburn senator from Tennessee going to join us in the second hour uh, she's been very outspoken about Israel Hamas the hostages in particular we will discuss and top of the third hour we're going to go up to the bluegrass state Kentucky has got a governor's election which is taking place next week, Attorney General Daniel Cameron running against the sitting uh, Governor Andy Bashir. He is a Democrat, Bashir is. He is the only Democrat that is going to be, I believe this is true, uh, in office anywhere in the South. So it's possible, Kentucky, you've got an opportunity to join the rest of the South. I believe North Carolina, Buck, is going to flip back, uh, feel very strongly about that. But Louisiana already has Mississippi Tate Reeves is gonna win. Um, the only state in the South, I believe that will have a Republican uh, that, that might not have a Republican governor is Kentucky. So this is a big battleground. We'll talk with Daniel Cameron about that in the 2 p.m hour. Now uh, this we talked about yesterday, Buck, and, and I think this is important for everybody out there to understand. Joe Biden, based on what the Democrat Party Identity Politics Coalition has come to represent, is in a really tough spot as the situation in Israel continues to advance in terms of its seriousness. And right now there is a substantial portion of the Democrat base, let's call it 20% maybe, that is convinced, it's younger uh, it's more ethnically diverse, that Israel is the bad guy in the Israel war that is going on right now against Hamas. And that audience we talked about is actually clustered, for instance, in Michigan. And if Joe Biden loses substantial support of Arab voters, then he can't win the presidency. And the reality is, since that uh, terror attack from Hamas in Israel there has been a massive spike in anti-Semitism all over the country. And that anti-Semitism has manifested itself, particularly on college campuses, but also just in many of our listeners right now who are Jewish, feeling unsafe and having negative comments and threats that are levied against them. This was uh, really kind of epitomized in Cornell recently, where a student essentially threatened To kill all sorts of Jewish kids. And was arrested. And so the White House now. Is responding. And we talked about this with Karine Jean-Pierre. Not by condemning anti-Semitism. And ensuring that they are going to provide security. For Jewish people across the United States. But by to a large degree. Claiming that the United States. Has been infected with Islamophobia. And this was characterized yesterday. By what kamala harris said in what felt to be an incredibly tone-deaf statement hey what's really an issue right now in the united states is not anti-semitism or everyone rising up it feels like and attacking jews it's actually the fact that people are saying negative things about islam listen
0: as a result of the hamas terrorist attack in israel and the humanitarian crisis in gaza we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America. For so many people in our nation, the past few days and weeks have brought about all-too-familiar fears. Fears that they will be targeted, profiled, or attacked simply because of who they are, how they worship, or how they look. And so today I am proud to announce the Biden Harris administration will develop our nation's first national
2: strategy to counter Islamophobia. First of all, their national strategy will accomplish nothing. This is just messaging, right? That's, that's one part of this. They're, they're not going to, they haven't suddenly come up with some way to end Islamophobia. I and mean, I would just say Islamophobia is really a nonsensical term used by cynical people to bully, uh, the public, right? This, This notion that there's some wave of Islamophobia across the country or so. Whenever they say things like an uptick in attacks, there are 330 million people in America. If there, there's been one violent attack that we know of, uh, against somebody because of, uh, perceived, you know, Muslim or Islamic, uh, you know, heritage. And the guy was a total psychopath and everybody, you know, who attacked him and everybody condemned it right away. Yes. And that's, that's that. There are not mob. I mean, this, the problem here, there's a lot of problems here, Clay, but, and we, we can get into the politics of this because I think you identified it rightly yesterday. This does turn on Michigan. This does turn on the Muslim American vote in some key swing states, which is not
3: huge,
2: but it doesn't have to be to make a big difference. Uh, there are not mobs of Jewish students or any students for that matter marching around calling for the murder of Palestinians. That's not Correct. happening. Or the murder of Arabs or the murder of Muslims. That's not occurring. There are mobs on campuses across the country standing in solidarity with and calling out the most vile and anti-Semitic slurs imaginable, standing in solidarity with Hamas. That is happening. So the, the pretense that Biden and his team go through here with, well, you know, there's a rise in hate on both sides, that's not reality. Okay. Yes. It's not that there's some right. Also, anti-Palestinian hate. What are they even talking about? Anti-Palestinian hate? People are saying Israel has a right to defend itself against Hamas, a terrorist group. Um, anyway, the, the whole thing is one, it's a window into the mind of the left here, which is that they still view the Palestinians as always the victims, even when Hamas commits a mass casualty terror attack and kills 1,400 people rapes, women, murders, babies, the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing is absolutely appalling. And they also see that there's a political problem here, Clay.
1: Yeah, and this is what we were talking about yesterday. Michigan in particular, huge Muslim voting population that overwhelmingly supported Joe Biden in a toss-up district. They're seeing the polling, which is showing 17% support for Joe Biden among the Arab population. I don't think you can both sides this. One side, uh that is the Hamas terrorist. Attacked and brutally murdered 1400 people because they are Jewish. And there's a great editorial in the Wall Street uh, Journal today that I was reading this morning. It basically says what you said, Buck, which is Islamophobia is a phony diagnosis. It's by a guy named Matthew Hennessy. That was before, that was before there was actually this Islamophobia task force that Kamala Harris is going to head up. And he has a good paragraph here. It's rational to be afraid of Islamic terror. Uh, I'm reading directly from his piece. It's understandable to be angry about the World Trade Center, Bali, Madrid, London, Paris, the Boston Marathon, San Bernardino, Charlie Hebdo, the Manchester Arena, the Brussels Metro, the Orlando Nightclub, Salman Rushdie, the list goes on. Uh, it isn't wrong to hate the people who live the slaughter of entire families on October 7th. It isn't a phobia to abhor senseless death delivered in the name of God. It may even be laudable. And, Buck, you hit on it, too, and I think it's very important to, to make this clear. No one is calling for anything of any violent act to be perpetrated against anyone of the Muslim faith at all. No Jew or Christian group that I have seen... Anywhere, Buck, has marched demanding some sort of awful outcome for anybody who is Muslim, whereas that's happening all over the country if you are Jewish.
2: That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I remember, um, and this was, this was a moment at CNN. I I could probably even pull up, uh, the old clip. It was after the, um, mass casualty. Now, not mass casualty on the scale of what we saw in Israel, but I think it was about 80 people. If you remember this on Bastille Day in southern France, there was a jihadist terrorist who used a truck and just ran over as many people and killed as many people as he. I mean, it's absolutely horrifying. In Marseille, right close to it. Uh, um, yeah, it was close to Marseille. It might have been in Nice. Like, I can't remember exactly what city. I think it was in Nice. Um, but I remember I was on TV to discuss the attack at CNN, and they had all these. You know, they had the usual like uh, a former Air Force Lieutenant Colonel or something, whatever. Uh, some uh academic, uh, and and I can't remember who else, and then me and uh, to a man uh, and woman, they all went around and they're like, this is what happens basically when you don't assimilate your uh Muslim minorities properly in Europe. They, they, basically, it was Europe's fault. They're asking yeah. for it. And I I lost my mind a little bit. I'm like, what are you people talking about? Why can't we talk about getting the terrorists and stopping the terrorists? You're you know, and and the um. The other part of this is we've seen this in this country for a long time after a mass casualty uh, terror attack, and there have been many of them on U.S. soil perpetrated by jihadists. Um, and after that happens, Clay, they they will say the real threat that we face is Islamophobia. Yeah. I and mean, this is the constant refrain from Democrats that does make you think after a while, so they just want, like, the collapse of our civilization, right? I mean, they're actually actively rooting for our country to collapse. You know, they certainly want the collapse of, of Israel. I mean the, the left in this country. That's what they're really rooting for. They don't want them to defend themselves. And, you know, there there are some questions that that all of this raises about, you know, what side is the Biden administration really on? You know, wh- yeah. what are they really willing to do?
1: And remember, Joe Biden has constantly attacked MAGA extremism. He won't even acknowledge Islam extremism. Right? He won't yeah. and, and, and maybe I've missed it, Buck. Where where are the, in in modern era, right, because certainly in the past there's all sorts of depredations that were inflicted upon everybody. I'm talking about in the lives of you and me and anybody, you know, roughly who's out there listening, when have the Christian and Jewish terror attacks been? When have people in the name of the Christian faith gone out and murdered other people of a different faith? When have people of the Jewish faith? gone out and murdered people of a different faith based solely on religion. Now, I'm not talking about hundreds of years ago. Certainly, there were all sorts of uh, of depredations based on religion. Am I missing any? Can you think of a Christian-inspired or Jewish-inspired mass terror casualty event in the name of that religion?
2: I mean, the left will always try to point to anti-government and they'll try to find somebody who's like a Timothy McVeigh and they'll say, Oh, well, he was a white male, ostensibly Christian. And they'll try to make, but uh, Timothy McVeigh didn't do what he did because he thought Jesus told him to. Right. So there's yeah. a, there's, there's a, a distinction to be made there. Uh, another way, and this, this raises some issues, but I think it's important. Uh, if we're having the conversation about this, I mean, it's a function of ideology and looking, not all ideologies are the same. Okay. The Amish haven't done a lot of suicide bombings. We can, we can, we can make these distinctions. Reliably is, that we this can is say, true. That, yes. Okay. Yes. There have been no Amish suicide bombings. Quakers, I can say Quakers
1: that. aren't on a regular basis showing up and, and, and just mowing people down.
2: And, you know, they use this term Islamophobia. And to this, I just always, I, I think, and, and this was what I did for a long time professionally in the CIA and then afterwards doing national security analysis, Clay. There's no Buddhistophobia, there's no Sikh phobia, there's no um uh, Hindu a phobia, if you will. Now people will point to sometimes that some moron will think someone is a Muslim and they'll attack them and they're not yeah. actually mean you know, and by the way, attacking the person whether in, in any attacking is wrong. Attacking
1: anybody again, we are firmly anybody anti violence on the but show to attack anybody for any reason who's not doing anything to put your life in danger is wrong. Period.
2: Right. There we go. But there, there is something else that gets ignored in this discussion, which is, you know, in the in the modern context, if you're looking for, isn't interesting, right wing white nationalism in America. They will talk about and they will vilify the and they will constantly and try to tie, you know, conservative talk radio host to it or try to tie Fox News host to it or, or whomever. They'll do whatever yes. they can to smear as many people as possible. But when you talk about Islamic extremism, or jihadism is the term that I, I tend to use, um, they act like there's nothing there's nothing going on here, but there clearly is. Yes. Um There clearly is a problem, and there has been for a long time. And this is why, as I said, I mean, you have about the same number of Buddhists in the United States as you do Muslims, but the Buddhists aren't all terrified of surveillance or Buddhistophobia or anything yeah. like that because the Buddhists haven't been, inv- you know you're talking about where does the threat come from um and right now if you're looking at Hamas and Iran and these groups and their their tentacles around the world and the cells they're operating you know the the threat is not the same from all quarters folks that's the truth
1: and it's uh, i i mean it is so fascinating right i mean the Charlie Hebdo story is awful but it is so interesting how many people in America who claim to be LGBTQ social justice warriors are advocating for a primitive version of a religion that denies the existence of their very lifestyle.
2: You know, it really is, though. It's um, it's just the enemy of my enemy for them and and conservative, traditional Judeo-Christian Western civilization with clear genders, with self-defense and property rights and capitalism and God. They hate all of that. And they think that jihadists are a useful tool in the destruction of that. And so that's why you have people with blue hair who have they them pronouns acting like Hamas is their best buddy. It's just using them as a weapon to try to bring down the system that they hate as well. Because obviously, Clay, we look at what they stand for and it's, I mean, you would not
1: last very long as an openly gay person in in, in any Palestinian occupied region.
2: Um, yeah, or, or you know, a non-binary trans individual who thinks that a 12-year-old should be able to tra- change their gender with state funds. I mean, like, you don't, you
1: don't think that would be well-received in Iran? Don't think they'd
2: be psyched about that in Tehran at the all. The Ayatollah no. is not going to give you a medal? No, and these Hamas guys, they are really, they don't spend enough time on Salon.com. They are not progressive <laughs> enough. All right, we'll get back into this in a second, folks. You know, you worked hard to build your retirement savings You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group wants to help fuel your growth. You can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401K and IRA to start earning tax-deferred annual returns ranging from 9 to 13%. There are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. Phoenix Capital Group is providing investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high-yields. And learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the free investment packet at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% annual interest. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Look, I'm a PHX investor myself, Phoenix Capital Group, my friends. Okay, I've gotten involved. I think you should check them out. Go see what they can do for you. Visit phxonair.com today.
1: Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show.
2: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call
1: 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
3: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest
1: and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. With as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY. That's C-L-A-Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
2: We know Biden is in a shaky spot right now politically going into an election year. And the latest polling here, this is from the Arab American Institute. Uh, new poll out. It shows, uh, that Biden is now at 17% approval among Arab Americans. Uh, and it, this is what we we're talking about yesterday. Is this going to be an issue next fall? It depends on how long this war goes on in Gaza and what the, you know, what the uh, casualties are, things like that. But Clay, you don't need to lose a lot of Arab American votes in Michigan for Joe Biden to have a really tough time winning that state.
1: Yeah, and it's not only losing Arab votes. I think there's going to be a lot of Jewish people. I think some of them are listening to us right now because they've been so frustrated in how the media has covered this. If it's usually 65-35-ish, 70-30 even sometimes, Buck, it wouldn't surprise me if that moves to, let's say, 60-40. Uh, maybe the majority of Jews still support uh, the Democrats, but I think there's going to be an even more substantial minority that says we can't do this anymore. Uh, they let us down. This party is not representative of Jewish values and beliefs. And I think Republicans should do as good of a job as they possibly can, saying, you're all welcome here. We want you in the party.
2: You know, there's speculation around Washington, D.C., that we'll hear of an announcement before year's end of a change in our currency system. According to former Wall Street insider and digital currency expert Tika Tawari, our paper dollars and coin change could be replaced with a digital dollar currency. Business Insider's written about this. Quote, the U.S. Treasury's efforts to create a digital currency could be imminent. Deggitawari believes this official announcement could happen as soon as this fall. That's why he has released an informative video to help you prepare. See it online. Go to DollarRecall.com. That's DollarRecall.com to see the video that some people in the corridors of our federal government and uh, the power that be, they don't want you to see. DollarRecall.com. Again, that website is DollarRecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group.
1: Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. It's important to condemn evil, and there are lots of people in America who aren't comfortable condemning evil. And the idea that, I, I saw the stat, Jews make up around 2% of the United States population, over half of all hate crimes are directed at people of Jewish descent. So this is before all of the craziness with Hamas began. Already, if you look at the roster of who is the victim of hate crimes, Jews, as a tiny percentage of the overall United States population, 2%, represent over half of all hate crimes. Uh, people of Muslim descent represent, uh, people of Muslim faith, people who are Arab, represent a tiny subset of overall hate crimes. Yet the White House has decided that they need a new task force on Islamophobia, headlined, by the way, by Kamala Harris, who is the
2: worst at taking care of anything. Also, why not anti-Semitism? I mean, that well, that I mean, would be the, the... The part of this that I think for everybody is the most... Wait a second. Not only are you choosing to make this about Islamophobia, which, honestly... The reality of America in the age of jihadist terror is we have been a remarkably tolerant, tolerant. society. Yes. We, we we have we have because we understand it's not some, you know, there's 2 billion Muslims in the world and because one person does something that is rooted in an ideology, now there's more than one person that has the more virulent strains of that ideology, but you know we don't blame people walking down the street who are just trying to go about their day. That's wrong. Um, we've been a remarkably tolerant society after 9-11. We were a remarkably tolerant society after a whole range of major ISIS inspired attacks. Uh, and, and as we should continue to be, but that's on the one end, Clay. On, On the other end, you have, uh, you see the cover of the, of the New York Post. These people keep walking around pulling down photos of the hostages yeah. that are being held by and Hamas. you said in,
1: in where you live in Miami there are lots of these hostage uh placards that are up these photos all that over have been place. pa- placed on walk
2: over. when I'm walking the puppy I I every day now I walk past these uh hostage photos there's also um like a big screen on the side of a building uh, I can't really it's like a video screen that they've a projector. That just keeps flashing the difference. So, you know, it's probably 20 feet by 20 feet or something yeah. on one of the main drives here. So it's very, look, Miami Beach, where I live, is, is a very prominent, uh, uh, Jewish, you know, there's a large Jewish, Jewish population. community is
1: substantial there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Substantial Jewish community here. Um, I mean, most of my immediate neighbors, I think actually all of my immediate neighbors are Jewish. So you're seeing that here. You're not seeing, I have not seen anybody go around ripping them down. That has happened in New York, but let's just for a second take a look at that why would someone rip down i mean this is a fact this is a reality that hamas is making an active decision to hold over 200
1: innocent children yes
2: right but over 200 people in some cases little kids babies and hold them as hostages um who does that and i think one of the reasons yeah it's because there's the general propaganda fight that the left is trying to make it seem like this is oh both sides do bad things it's just impossible to defend that. That's an active decision that is being made. It's an active, evil, ongoing decision that Hamas leadership has made to hold children as hostages. Yes. And and so, and, so it's, it's so indefensible that I think the left can't face it, which is why they pull this stuff down. And, of course, they're anti-Semites.
1: And, yeah, I think that's a big part of it, and that's why uh, Molly Hemingway, whose mother... If I remember correctly, has fabulous taste, lives in the state of Colorado and listens to this show pretty much every day. So, uh, Mrs. Hemingway, we appreciate, well, probably not Mrs. Hemingway. I'm not sure what Molly's original maiden name was. But Molly Hemingway's mom, we appreciate you listening right now. Your daughter does fabulous work. And here she is saying what we talked about yesterday, Buck. Biden can't win Michigan without Dearborn. Listen.
0: Donald Trump is dominant because he actually has like three bases of support. He has his people who just love him no matter what, the real MAGA enthusiasts who like him as a person, and they like his policies. You have the people who just wish, they just remember how nice things were during his administration. They would like to get back to pre-COVID, when the economy was thriving, wars weren't breaking out all over the place. And then you also have a bucket of people who maybe don't even particularly like Donald Trump, but they abhor what the Democrats... Uh, in the Department of Justice and in different municipalities are doing to try to put him in prison or to steal his business. So that's like three strong buckets.
1: And the other part of that is that Biden can, she was making the argument, the state of Michigan was decided by about 150,000 people. So if you have spent any time in the Detroit area, and I know a lot of our listeners now, nine ten a.m., we appreciate all of you in southeast Michigan who are listening to us. If you have spent any time at all in Michigan, you know that there is a massive Arab voting population. Biden won overwhelmingly that voting block. You combine it with also there being a very substantial Jewish population. Biden has got to somehow figure out how to, and this is, this is, you want to talk about both sidesism. Biden is trying to thread the line here. This, this is wrong. While also maintaining that huge support in the Muslim voting community, and he simultaneously can't lose his Jewish support. Well, here's the problem. One side is good and the other side is
2: evil here, and And so the both sides doesn't work within the same party is the problem. And we've been saying this all along that the mainstream leadership, old guard of the Democrat party is in the main supportive of Israel or in general supportive of Israel, they always kind of do a little talking out of the side of their mouth about like, well, like, you know, we'll pay attention to the UN resolutions too, but yeah, yeah, well, we'll, you know, we support Israel. We support Israel's right to defend itself. That's the Democrat. That is the party line. Um, but you've had this growing, uh, this growing segment of the Democrat party, uh, including a number of, um, Muslim American co- members of Congress who, I mean, are basically anti-Semites. I mean, it's pretty clear from the statements they've made in the past uh, and are not just pro-Palestinian, but I think are defensive of Hamas. I mean, they think Hamas is is a legitimate resistance organization. That is what they actually believe. Whether they say it on camera or not, that is what they think. And the Democrat Party has always had it both ways with this. They've always been able to have sort of the fringe leftists who are like, oh, but, you know, apartheid state and, you know, land for peace. And they say all this stuff. Um, but no one takes them seriously or they're not taken seriously enough that it's an issue. Now it is an issue and it's particularly an issue because of the gravity of the attack that Hamas just conducted. And I don't think Biden knows how to, how to maneuver this. And Clay, you know, there's this, 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 uh, open letter. I just saw this 2023 ceasefire ultimatum signed, but this is, uh, Reuters reporting on this signed by Muslim leaders saying Muslim Arab and allied voters will withhold support for any candidate who endorses the israeli offensive against the palestinian people so there's at least some open movement here to say you get a ceasefire or you don't get our vote now will they follow through on that that remains an open question
1: yeah no doubt and um again the political ramifications of this the the reports are now buck as well that the biden administration is asking israel to pause so they're even trying to thread the needle here. They're not saying, oh, we support a ceasefire. But they're saying, hey, can you just pause your advance right now? And even that is trying to thread the needle between uh, the Jews and the Muslim supporters here. And this is the problem with identity politics in general. But it's writ large inside of the Democrat Party. It's fine when you just say, oh, Trump is a Nazi Oh those evil white guys and their Western civilization and their capitalism and their colonizing. When you just have white people to blame, and Buck, you know this, a large portion of even your white supporters hate white people now, right? Like it, it's a it's a badge of honor on the left to be white and hate white people, the likes of which I'm not sure we've ever seen in American history where one racial group Decises, decides that they despise their own race. I mean, it's really very strange. Um, and, and they do that obviously for social cachet and social warrior points. It's like, Oh, I'm a good white person and all those awful MAGA white people. I mean, this is a big deal. I don't know that it's talked about that much, but it's very much the college industrial complex. And, and you know this, right? You see this well, all I mean, the this time. Is, New York is,
2: City is filled with white people who hate course. white people. I mean, you, if you went to a lot of the BLM marches, yeah. You had white, you know, college-educated women in their early 20s from third-tier schools who were screaming about police violence. Yes. It's like that's who was actually at a lot of these marches, you know, yelling in cops' faces. You're like, well, what what? police violence have you? You know, I mean, the whole, it's yeah. just they're delusional, but they yeah. want to attach themselves to a cause that makes them feel mm-hmm. righteous. Men overwhelmingly, by the way,
1: now despise the Democrat Party. I was looking at the Quinnipiac poll that came out. Uh, Biden's approval rating for men is 33%. Buck, two thirds of men despise what Joe Biden is doing. Women is you know closer to 50-50. It's really just college graduates and black people who are supporting Joe Biden now. And even the black support for Joe Biden, it's like 60-30. It's not even that strong for for the black well, vote, which is it- why overall. Now, Biden is in such dire straits. To your point, black now. women are going to show up and vote for at 96%. But I'm saying, black men, I, I really think black men. Oh, out there, there's
2: a stake bet here. There's a stake bet here, Clay. You're going to tell me that black men are going to come out in much higher numbers for Trump this time around? No, than no, last I time? think a lot oh. of them
1: will stay home, but I think it'll be 80-20. Um, I think it'll be 80-20, which is, I mean, if, if the black vote was 80-20 overall, the Democrat coalition collapses. Right, I mean, it's ninety six four for black women. Black men are actually many of them turning their back on the Democrat Party as a part of larger male populations. Right, I mean, you look at at that Quinnipiac poll. Sixty six percent of men disapprove of Joe Biden. Joe Biden, his only you know lasting grace at this point is white, primarily college uh, graduates and white women. Black women, yes, women in particular, a little bit, but the the margin of uh of, of of gender dynamic, the the gap, is not as substantial as it used to be, and then uh, even Hispanic voters, I think, have a forty percent approval rating right now of
2: Joe Biden. Um, uh, the Biden's uh, support among black women uh, in the election, from what I'm seeing here, it was is like ninety one percent. Oh, I thought it was higher than that. Um, let me see. Uh, I thought it might have been 96% per- for Obama. Okay. It was 96%. I'm just reading this right now. now. Obama's first presidential campaign, 95% of black male voters and 96% of black women chose him. Four years later, black women remained 96%. Black men slid to, um, you know, the, the, the figure for black men slid to 87%. in that's 2020. That's in 2016. No, that was 20, that's 2008, 2012. 2016, when Hillary was the nominee, black men dropped to 82%, while black women's support for Hillary remained at 94%. Biden came close to matching this. He got 91% of black women. This was, uh, this is a NBC news analysis on, in 2020, right after the election, just, uh, putting it all together. So that's, and so how, how did, did Bla- Trump
1: do against Biden in twenty twenty for black men, does it say, or it's just has black women's percentages
2: there? Let me see. Um there was an unusual relationship between education, how black men voted this year. I'm quoting here. About twenty-six percent of black men who had a high school diploma or less supported Trump. But twenty-two percent of black men with bachelor's degrees and twenty percent of black men with advanced degrees also supported him. Black men with some college education broke for Biden at levels comparable to those of black women. So um so, yeah, I mean, you've already, you know, 80, those 20 is already happening for black men oh, in 2020 men. for men, yeah. not men. for the vote overall, but men. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh All right. Let's go to break. We're going to catch up here. Uh think about this 100 percent volunteer military, a volunteer military. These are men and women who raise their hands to sacrifice for the country. They serve our country, risking their lives. And when they return to the private sector, it can be tough for them to get established again. There's help that's needed. That's why we're happy to have a private company like Pure Talk jumping in to help. When you switch to Pure Talk, you're helping them too. They'll donate a portion of alleviating $10 million in veteran debt by Veterans Day. Two weeks to go, 80% of that money been raised thanks to you guys. You sacrifice nothing. All you have to do is just switch to Pure Talk. And with their plan starting at 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, text, more data, mobile hotspot, just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch. Let's show our unwavering support for our veterans. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to switch to Pure Talk today. That's pound 250, switch to Pure Talk today. <laughs> Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or
2: wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two,
1: When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by
3: insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical
1: claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes,
3: and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com do it before you see another healthcare
0: provider Healthlock.com. Healthlock.com.
3: hey have you ever used
0: cheapo air for years and i really like it with cheapo air you can book online use their app or even over the phone they've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations they're my go-to for travel planning and if you join their club miles program you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel Book on the app and you get double points.
3: Sounds like it's time I tried
0: Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
2: Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Uh, next hour, I we'll want let you know we're going to talk a bit about, um, well, certainly we'll discuss with Senator Marsha Blackburn the situation of U.S. Uh, policy with regard to Israel and, and Ukraine and, and a whole range of issues. So Senator Blackburn will be with us. Uh, and then there's a big governor's race in Kentucky and uh, attorney general Dan- Attorney General daniel cameron will be with us the third hour to talk about that we got a lot of Kentucky listeners you got to get rid of this blue governor you got there folks i mean this is just Clay told me this i was like what is going on in kentucky Do i, I, I know. need to show up there and and you know and and lay down the law kentucky you, you come on you you got to get a republican a good republican governor for a great red state like kentucky so Working on that. Uh, also want to talk to you coming up about, um, Ron DeSantis, who is out there. Look, we got a big debate. Well, okay. We got a debate next week. I mean, how big it is kind of remains to be seen. Um, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis are going to be centered. Well, literally, I believe and, and figuratively as well, center stage. Uh, we'll discuss that, but Ron went on morning Joe. Ron has been making the rounds. I think he's at the, you know, Oh, gotta throw it all. You know, it's, it's like the part of the race where you gotta kick, right? You gotta go. And, and he's throwing it all at the wall right now. We'll talk about whether he's making any inroads. Also want to hear from some of you out there about, um, whether you think that Governor DeSantis still has a shot. Uh, we do have people who write in every time we say Trump is the likely nominee. We're very upset that that is at that verbiage, I will say. So we are aware well,
1: that. You would be crazy if you were doing this show and you said anything else other than he's the likely nominee. I mean, he is the favorite, right? He's definitely I mean, he not the a unlikely lead. He's
2: not the unlikely nominee.
1: Yeah. And it's right. not yeah. like a totally uncertain, right? If we had four different people all polling at roughly 20%, we'd say, man, this is a real, you know, we'd use the horse race metaphor down the stretch they, they come. If you want to use the horse race metaphor right now, Trump has got a substantial lead on the rest of the field. So if you look at somebody in their way out in front, you'd say, yeah, they're likely to win the race. Doesn't mean somebody else can't catch him. It would just be an upset at this point if Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, and I think those are the only two who could do it,
2: were to catch up with Trump. I, I, I'm i starting to think that what you may see here is uh, like that show Survivor where they make an alliance to get somebody off the island. Nick, I think Nikki Haley would be very happy being a VP. It's only a four-year. It's only a four-year gig, and maybe she helps uh, put the the last touches here on the end of the Desantis campaign. Gets a little cozy with Trump world. I'm just saying. I, I think there we could already be seeing some deals, some discussions behind closed doors happening here about who's doing what because I mean, Trump is so far ahead. I mean, Desantis won't make those deals, but I think some of these other candidates may.
1: I got fired up there. The vice presidential selection process is going to. Remember, if Trump's the nominee, he's only got four years. So after about a year and a half, the 2028 race is going to start no matter who wins. That is going to. Who gets the nomination to be VP is bigger than I can remember in any past year Republican race.
2: Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden.
1: For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude.
2: People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org.
0: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.